Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We are live on Football Full Circle right here on the SportsGrid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel one. 59. I am Ben Stevens. Joe Lisi is here as well. He is the mastermind of the pigskin. Here we sit, Lisi, getting ready for a new week in the National Football League. Week 15 is on the horizon, the final month of this NFL regular season, where, Joe, now you're starting to see not just playoff potential, but realistic playoff implications and what is at stake for any given weekend in the National Football League. And, Joe, this weekend in the NFL, it starts, of course, with Thursday night football that we'll touch on in just a moment, but a triple header on Saturday because, Joe, we have bowl season getting underway in the college ranks, which is wonderful, but three NFL games on that Saturday as well. Yeah, and we have teams still fighting for playoff berths, right? Teams like Seattle and Detroit and the New York Jets and Tennessee. I mean, it just goes on and on to see teams that didn't think that they had a shot, right? Outside yeah. the Titans, I'm talking about the Jets, Lions, and Seahawks still alive in terms of this coming week and weekend. And not, not only that, but the New York Giants, as bad as they have played, they are still in a position to potentially steal a wild card berth. And this is what you want. Parity from Top to bottom with the bottom teams closing the gap. You never know what to expect on any given Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, heck, or even Monday night in terms of the National Football League. So, you know what? It's going to be interesting to see the final teams in terms of the playoff rankings. But at the end of the day, this is what it's all about, Ben. So, Joe, let's start with Thursday night football, an early look ahead, because that is a hugely impactful game for the playoff race. The San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle at Lumen Field, Joe. San Francisco, a three and a half point road favorite against those Seahawks. It's now a two game advantage for the 49ers, Joe, in the NFC West. In the division and overall, San Francisco has won six consecutive games, building that two game lead. There was a thought. Joe, maybe entering last weekend with Jimmy Garoppolo now sidelined for most of the remainder of this year as we expected. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, stepping in to make his first career start that if Seattle could rattle off some wins, Joe, maybe they could push San Francisco in the division. Obviously, they would make up some ground with a huge victory here, evening up the season series. But with a victory on the other side for the 49ers, Joe, the NFC West is all but theirs. 
Yeah, I mean, this is what it took, you know, for Seattle. And what I mean by that is they're 7-6 and six overall. They haven't looked good last week against Carolina. And I think people are just thinking that, you know, San Francisco is going to line up and run the football right down their throat with Christian McCaffrey. But Debo Samuel is not there. They still have the experience at the quarterback position in terms of Geno Smith over a rookie and Mr. Irrelevant in terms of Brock Purdy. It is a true road environment. And we know how the fans in Seattle can play out. Coupled with the fact that Pete Carroll has done a fantastic job. We talk about coaches of the year candidates, right? Teams like, obviously, Dan Campbell and and Detroit trying to get back to 500. But Pete Carroll, with a win total of 5.5, has exceeded that. And if somehow, some way, they do win the division, he gets my nod in terms of coach of the year with a a bunch of talent that wasn't looked at as being elite. If they step up Thursday night and knock off Brock Purdy and the crew, uh, I tell you what, eight wins look looks pretty good right now entering week number 15. Really, really good. As we look at those divisional odds, however, again, San Francisco has a two-game lead at the moment. They are favored at least to win the football game outright. Three and a half points is the spread in Seattle on Thursday night. The Niners are minus 1,900 to win the division. With a win, Joe, they would take a three-game lead with three weeks remaining in a season series sweep over Seattle, which would technically give them the tiebreaker advantage, making it a four-game lead. Seattle would basically lose the division. San Francisco would win it. But the Seahawks, Joe, still very much in the running for a wild-card spot in the NFC as well. Minus 132, the number for the Seahawks at this moment, which makes tomorrow's game all that much more interesting, not just because of the division necessarily, Joe, but what Seattle can can maybe do in the hunt for an NFC wildcard space. That's what we are at right now. And again, even these conversations happening right now, Joe, for a team that has already surpassed their win total in the preseason of five and a half speaks to what Geno Smith, to what Kenneth Walker III, to what DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, the defensive side of the football with Tariq Woolen and Kobe Bryant, two outstanding rookie cornerbacks, and mainly what a coaching job Pete Carroll has done here, Joe, for Seattle this season. Uh, I mean, Carol is there. I mean, you know, what I think in terms of is the most impressive is they have gotten more productivity in terms of the offense this year without Russell Wilson than many thought would happen. And at the end of the day, they have more continuity, don't they? I mean, think about the players that have went down, Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker. If they had at least one of those guys back in the lineup in terms of the rushing attack, there would be even more consistency, and they're still putting up 20-plus per game. Put up 24. last week. So they have a lot of rookie talent. Kobe Bryant showed flashes. I mean, it is hit or miss in his rookie season. You take the good, you take the bad, but at the end of the day, there is a foundation to build upon for next year. And it's not just a major rebuild. It's a sure. it's a, bit, a rebuild in the sense of they could get to maybe 11 or 12 wins next season. The good thing for Seattle, Joe, not great this year, booked as a favorite, just one and four against the number, but as an underdog where they find themselves for Thursday night football, catching three and a half points at home in the Pacific Northwest, five and three against the spread this season, Joe Lisi, and all five of those covers in outright victory. That is what Seattle brings into Thursday night football against San Francisco. We go around the wild card chases in the NFL up next here on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Calling all operatives. From now to March 30th, MGM National Harbor invokes your skills to play Covert Cash, a spy-themed kiosk game series where classified missions, hidden rewards, and daily thrills await. Sign up for MGM Rewards to play and unlock up to $25,000 in hidden free play daily and entries into our grand escape car drawing on March 30th. Visit MGMNationalHarbor.com slash Covert Cash to begin your mission. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. We've all got old stuff that we should toss, but an old 401k? Make sure it keeps working for you. A Fidelity Rollover IRA has no account fees or minimums to open. An easy-to-follow rollover process makes it simple to get started in under 15 minutes. Plus, you'll have access to a rollover specialist. Whether you've switched jobs or are just organizing your finances, learn more at fidelity.com slash rollover. Consider all your options and the applicable fees and features of each before moving your retirement assets. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. We are back on FFC, focusing on the playoff race right now in the National Football League and what is at stake entering the final month of this regular season in Week 15. Joe, we went through a lot of this board earlier this week looking at what is at play on this weekend. Let's focus on that triple header on Saturday. The Indianapolis Colts, the Minnesota Vikings get us kicked off Saturday afternoon in the Twin Cities. Then the Ravens and the Browns, and then we finish with the nightcap, an absolute dandy between the Dolphins and the Bills. Two of those three games, Joe, divisional duels. Let's start with the one that isn't. Indianapolis on the road in Minnesota. The Vikings got lambasted last week in Detroit, Joe, and so the NFC North is still yet to be clinched. However, would they win this this weekend, the Vikes wrap it up. They're a minus 20,000 favorite to win the division at this point. They're laying four and a half, Joe. Is Minnesota against Indianapolis that comes off the bye week now as Jeff Saturday looks to improve that record as the interim head coach? What's your approach for this matchup between Indy and Minnesota? It's all Minnesota. I can't see a scenario that Indianapolis wins this ball game on the road. The way Minnesota played against Detroit last week, they were inconsistent. Defense got abused by Jared Goff. I don't think Matt Ryan or this offense is going to be able to challenge them. And at the end of the day, I still believe that Minnesota potentially can make a run in terms of uh, uh, the NFC Championship. So it, it, mm. we'll see how it plays out. What I do feel uh, can happen right now is I feel that Minnesota can out outscore them. Even if the defense gives up yards to Jonathan Taylor, I'm going to go Minnesota. The total seems like I want to take it in terms of 48 and a half, but I lean to the over, but I really like the Vikings to clinch the division here. Joe, it's a very interesting spot for Minnesota, in my opinion. They have left a little bit to be desired when it comes to proving themselves as truly that elite upper echelon tier in the National Football League. Here's the good news. Minnesota is booked as a favorite in this football game. In their last, let's make it now, five football games booked as a favorite. They are 4-0-1 against the spread, all hovering around this 3-3.5, four-point number. I don't believe in Indianapolis, Joe. 
I haven't really believed in the Colts. They have lost three straight games entering this bye week with Jeff Saturday as their head coach, and they have not looked overly competitive in the last two. They were a home favorite against Pittsburgh on that Monday night, laying two and a half points. They lost by a touchdown, a big underdog against the Dallas Cowboys a couple of weeks ago. They did not cover as an 11 point dog as well. So three straight, six of their last seven. I don't think much was probably figured out throughout this bye week. I think Minnesota is the right side as well. The second game up, Joe, in the three that we have on Saturday, an AFC North showdown between the Ravens and the Browns. And yet again, Joe, quarterback conversations and concerns for Baltimore. It was Lamar Jackson who was out Last week, Tyler Huntley filled in, making the start. They end up beating the Pittsburgh Steelers, Joe, but Tyler Huntley leaves that game early as well. Anthony Brown, the rookie quarterback out of Oregon that a lot of people, Joe, including myself, wasn't even... I didn't even know was in the NFL at that moment, has to come in for Tyler Huntley. They end up getting the road win in Pittsburgh as a short underdog in that game, 16-14, to booked as a a point-and-a-half dog. They have been sensational in the 15 seasons under John Harbaugh as an underdog. Here we are again, Joe. If Tyler Huntley is able to go, and we'll follow that update all throughout the week, getting ready for a slightly short week on Saturday, I think Baltimore has to be the side as an underdog against the Cleveland Browns team, Joe, that frankly shouldn't be laying numbers to anybody. I'm going to shock you. I'm taking no. this one. <laughs> no, you're yes. not. Well, hang on. I am. And here's even better. I'm gonna, you're going to fall off your chair. I love the over 37 and a half in this bargain. I think if Anthony Brown plays, we know what Anthony Brown could do. He's a mobile quarterback. He's inconsistent. There's always turnovers whenever he plays. That can lead to a short field. And the fact that it's game number three for Deshaun Watson, I'm able to buy in now thinking that the ring rust is off. I like Cleveland playing at home less than a field goal. I'm going to take the Browns, but I love the over 37 and a half. I think we can get into the mid 40s, Ben, in this ballgame. Okay. Um, I don't feel that same way as they would say, Joe Lisi. What do we say? We say we go contrarian. That's it. No, what do we no, say? You know Tell we me what say. we say. If we disagree, I would say I see it differently. differently. And that's how I see this game a little bit as opposed to you. Again, this is all predicated on Tyler Huntley being there. Again, Tyler Huntley now in the starts that he has made, six in total for Lamar Jackson over the span of the last two years, two and four straight up, but as an underdog, four and one against the numbers. So I look at Tyler Huntley and the Ravens as the right side if he is playing. We'll follow that status update, look to see if we can find any news. Of course, Wednesday is a big day for that as teams get back on the practice field. The Ravens might have been out there on Tuesday as they have a slightly short week. But again, Joe, if you're looking at Cleveland here, if you're looking at the Browns to win the first game with Deshaun Watson under center, although he has struggled, in my opinion, a ton, and we have seen that rust for a guy that hasn't played football in pretty much two years now back onto the field, that tells me, Joe, you're also looking at the Cincinnati Bengals because Baltimore still a minus 135 favorite to win the division. The Bengals plus 110, and since he is a three-and-a-half-point favorite, Joe, on the road in Tampa Bay on Sunday afternoon, would you correlate those thoughts if the Browns hold serve at home as the favorite. Baltimore, who was banged up at the QB spot, is not able to win that football game. And then Cincy Joe would have an opportunity to overtake the Ravens in the AFC North standings. Is that a way of trying to find some correlated markets here as we get to the home stretch? 
Yeah, absolutely. We talked about it. I still think the most complete team in the division is Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, and I still like them this week, you know, in, in terms of their matchup against Tom Brady and the crew. But at the end of the day, it comes down to you have a confident quarterback. You have a complete team right now that found their identity. And you, when you look at Cleveland, when you look at, obviously, Baltimore, and you look at Pittsburgh, major weaknesses across the board, but they don't have elite quarterback play right now. And that's the one thing, obviously, if we're Mark Jackson was there. You could say, okay, they're in it, but that's it. Still comes down to the defense too. Baltimore's defense is suspect. They got ripped by the Jaguars. They didn't look all that great against Kenny Pickett last week. And at the end of the day, the one thing that's not only carrying Cincinnati right now on top of Burrow, it's been the defense. The defense has made adjustments. They held Derrick Henry in check a few weeks ago. They've been just rock solid over the last three or four weeks, and you got to roll with that right now, thinking that the Bengals are going to not only make the playoffs, but win the division. Yeah, I think it's a really good point, Joe. And again, we talked about this earlier this week on FFC as well. It's a three and a half point spread because there is some response expected from Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They're trying to keep pace at the top of the NFC South with only a one game lead over a Panthers and Falcons team. And the Panthers beat the Bucs in their first of two regular season matchups this year. So, Joe, it's a big game right there, but I think Cincy should be a larger favorite than they are, only laying three and a half on the road. I think Cincy wins that game. The odds say that Baltimore, again, not favored to win their football game, and a part of that is the quarterback concern at that spot. But, Joe, it's a big spot that I look and agree with you in terms of finding that value elsewhere. All right, the nightcap, Joe. A game we've talked about for Saturday evening a few times this week already. The Buffalo Bills laying 7.5 points at home against the Miami Dolphins team that beat Buffalo earlier in the first month of this regular season. It's supposed to be cold, wintry, a nor'easter expected for the East Coast this weekend when Buffalo hosts Miami, Joe, on Saturday night. But more than a touchdown makes this game seem like it's not going to be competitive and Buffalo is going to hammer Miami. I'm not sure, Joe. What is your expectation for this football game? Uh, you got to guarantee me it's a dry track. you got to guarantee me we're going to be a balmy 45. I can't buy into Miami in this situation. I just can't. In order to win in cold weather environments, you need to run the football effectively, and I don't think they could do it with Jeff Wilson and Raheem Moster. And if they were, they were cold in the dome last last. Sunday. They're going to be freezing in this environment. Yeah, they literally brought heaters with them to Los Angeles, where it has been a little bit nippy by L.A. standards in the high 50s. It's going to be a lot colder than that outside in western New York on Saturday evening. A little bit more from the NFL up next, live right here on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Calling all operatives. From now to March 30th, MGM National Harbor invokes your skills to play Covert Cash, a spy-themed kiosk game series where classified missions, hidden rewards, and daily thrills await. Sign up for MGM Rewards to play and unlock up to $25,000 in hidden free play daily and entries into our grand escape card drawing on March 30th. Visit MGMNationalHarbor.com slash Covert Cash to begin your mission. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash Sirius XM. Is it just me, or is it getting really hard to figure out the best way to save for retirement? Fidelity can help you find clarity so you can save the best way for you. With a free personalized plan, goal tracking, and timely insights, you'll be set to take on retirement your way. Get started at fidelity.com future. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC. We are back live right here on FFC, all across the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. He is Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. Joe, as we look at things right now, setting the stage for week number 15 of the NFL season, some teams looking to get in the hunt for a postseason spot. A couple of really interesting games, Joe, on the board. When you look at where things stand, for some teams that are on the outside looking in but might have some possibilities of getting into the postseason hunt. I focus first, Joe, on Dallas in Duval, the Cowboys in the Jags in Jacksonville on Sunday afternoon. As it stands right now, Joe, Dallas is a a four-and-a-half-point road favorite against Jacksonville, a Jags team that just absolutely routed Tennessee in Nashville, 36-22, and a Cowboys team that struggled but survived against Houston in Big D this past Sunday, a 17.5-point home favorite. They win 27-23 with a 98-yard game-winning drive but come nowhere close, Joe, to covering as 27 or excuse me, a 17.5-point favorite. So, Joe, how do you break down this game between Dallas and Jacksonville on Sunday? Simple. I mean, we talked about it uh, throughout the week. I really feel this is a bad matchup for the Jacksonville offensive line. I really think that the Dallas defensive front has an advantage here. I know Jacksonville has played well, but at the end of the day, I don't put a lot of weight until the victory last week over Dallas where they didn't cover the 17 and a half and they were pushed by Houston. At the end of the day, they found a way to win. And you look at the dominance. I mean, they dominated the, the New York Giants for basically four quarters. They didn't get get the cover, but they had that game well in doubt. They dominated, put up a 50 spot on the Indianapolis Colts. You're going to get a letdown in terms of that that game last week with the Houston Texans. I still think they can run on them. And at the end of the day, if it is a shootout, I favor the more experienced quarterback, Dak Prescott, and those weapons. I think this is a bad matchup. I'll say this. I think this is a game where Trevor Lawrence turns the football over a couple of times and Dallas wins and covers this four and a half point number handily on the road in Duval County. That's a big number, Joe. I appreciate what you're saying there. You think the Jags are going to cover, huh? All right. No, I think Dallas is going to cover. No, no, no. I think Dallas is going to cover the four and a half point number and they win by double digits. I think they win anywhere from 13 to 17 points. 
My bad. I heard that differently at a moment there. I heard it differently. I see it differently. No, I don't. I actually agree with you. Dallas entered, of course, last week winning five of their last six games. They've still won six of their last seven, but those five victories prior to surviving against Houston this past Sunday by an average margin of nearly 24 points per game, 23.6 points per game to be exact. All right, Joe, as we continue to dive through, that's a big focus for Jacksonville because if they were able, Joe, unlike we see it, to pull off off the upset against Dallas, well, then Jacksonville would cut into the lead that Tennessee holds in the AFC South. The Titans still have a two-game advantage over Jacksonville, but the Jags beat Tennessee last weekend. So that's a big upper hand who I believe they end the year against each other, do Jacksonville and Tennessee, to end out this regular season. Tennessee, Joe, on the road. This upcoming weekend in Los Angeles against the Chargers. L.A. trying to get back into that wild card spot where New England currently holds the seventh and final wild card spot after the victory on Monday night in the desert. But that's only based on AFC conference record and win percentage within the conference. There's an opportunity, Joe, for L.A. to get the better of the Tennessee Titans this week, improve to eight and six, and maybe take back that seventh spot in the wild card or in the overall playoff picture. Yeah, I I don't think it's going to happen, though. As much as Mm. I want to buy into the Chargers in terms of back-to-back games and finding consistency with Staley, I think it's a bad matchup for the defense going up against Derrick Henry. Talked about it. I'm I'm willing to go up to maybe 150 alt yards for Derrick Henry in this ballgame. I don't think they're going to be able to stop him. You saw Jeff Wilson have success. He fumbled the football, but Mostert got some yards. Mostert and and Jeff Wilson are not Derrick Henry. And the physicality of the offense line of Tennessee has to get back to basics. They can't get into a shootout with Tannehill. So for me, I said it yesterday, I think they feed Derrick Henry 30, 35 times in this ballgame. I think it's a lower scoring game, much like uh, the LA Chargers and Miami Sunday night. In that area, lower scoring, trending to the under. And, you know, rely on the rushing attack and being able to shut down the run. And that's what I think Tennessee can do. I think they have the better defensive front, the better run, rushing attack, and I'm willing to take the three points in this ballgame. Yeah, I agree, Joe. It's a good look there, certainly, because if Tennessee can get back to running the football, Derrick Henry went for over 115 yards last week against Jacksonville after two straight weeks of being held with less than 40 yards for the Titans. If they can get back to running it against this L.A. team and have some more success defensively against the Chargers offense that looked really good against Miami, having both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen back onto the field, that will be a big thing for the Tennessee Titans. But, Joe, as we look at it right now, what Tennessee was relying on for most of the early portion of this year was that defense. They've dropped off now, giving up an average of over 30 points per game in the last three weeks. They're now just the 12th best scoring defense in the National Football League, giving up 21.2 points per game on average to their opponents. So some regression there on this three-game slide like we have seen. Tennessee has been an incredibly interesting team to handicap all season long, really all of the better part of the last three years because Tennessee lost their first two games then won seven of their next eight, now have lost three straight 
in a row. Joe, a Tennessee team that made the AFC championship game in 2020, of course, was the number one overall seed in the AFC playoff picture last year in 2021. Still a minus 550 favorite to win the AFC South division, but holding on to that two-game lead now where the Jags are still alive, and I guess the Colts are as well. But Indy, again, a four-and-a-half-point underdog on the road in Minnesota. Jacksonville also a four-and-a-half-point home underdog hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Joe, one of the NFC South games that will be interesting. We touched on Carolina already. We looked at Tampa Bay taking on Cincinnati in Tampa on Sunday. One of the early games on Sunday, Atlanta and New Orleans. Now, the game is in the Big Easy. The Saints are a four-point home favorite. New Orleans is technically in the running for the NFC South Divisional Crown. They're only two games out, despite being a 4-9 and nine football team. Again, that all ties into the fact that all four teams in the NFC South have a losing record at the moment. But Atlanta, Joe, only a game behind Tampa Bay, and we will see a change at quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons this weekend. Desmond Ritter, the rookie QB, the third-round draft pick out of Cincinnati, makes his first NFL career start against the Saints. The Falcons booked Joe as a four point underdog how competitive do you expect Des Ritter to be in Arthur Smith's offense not much Uh, I think Mm -hmm. this is a matchup where Dennis Allen's defense can cause some turnovers you got to believe the rookie making his first start even though we watched Des Ritter play at Cincinnati mobile quarterback not the greatest pocket passer I mean had success but it's not like we're talking Joe Burrow 77 percent completion percentage there's going to be some some margin of error and some room in, in terms of you know breaking down coverage so when you're talking about an experienced defensive play caller in Dennis Allen and the New Orleans Saints, I got to think that they hold the advantage. As much as I want to buy into Des Ritter in terms of making his first overall start, I like the Saints in this ball game with the uh, with the point uh, laying the points. Excuse me in this ball game. I, I think they dominate. I really do. Joe, it's so interesting. There's been a lot of disappointing teams in the NFL this year. A ton of them in this division we're discussing right now with the NFC South showdown between the Saints and the Falcons. I think New Orleans has been the most disappointing. There was some optimism, despite a new head coach with Dennis Allen taking over for Sean Payton, that New Orleans would be a playoff team this year, that if they could have been an 8-9 win football team, they'd probably be the front runners in this division at this moment. But they haven't lived up to that. Injuries to Jameis Winston. They're still sticking with Andy Dalton as the quarterback. I'm not entirely sure why. Dennis Allen has told us Jameis is healthy enough to suit up in a – worst-case scenario come in for Andy Dalton, but he's not necessarily healthy enough to be that consistent starter they need. All right, I'll take his word for it, I guess. New Orleans coming off the bye, maybe some time to get healthier. They had that game against Tampa Bay on Monday night in Florida in their grasp just a few weeks ago, up 16-3, to under four minutes left in that fourth quarter. That game squandered away from them. Joe, the offense has really struggled. They've lost four of their last five games, the most they scored in that four-game span, the 16 they put up against Tampa Bay. Their only win against a really banged-up Rams team, 27-20. to That, again, their highest point total. They're a 4-9 football team, Joe, that as a favorite this year has covered twice in two of their wins against Seattle 
earlier on in October and, of course, that most recent victory back on November 20th against L.A. So it's not exactly the prettiest, rosiest picture right now, Joe, for a Saints team that's only been booked as a favorite four times this year, just two and two against the spread and straight up with the metrics of those ball games. They have an opportunity to keep themselves alive in the NFC South. They could pretty much end things for the Falcons. Clearly, Joe, as Arthur Smith laid out earlier this week, Marcus Mariota not healthy. He has now left the team, it seems, to deal with a recurring knee injury that has been getting the better of him. That's an interesting time for all of this to play out. It's just an interesting spot, Joe, for the Atlanta Falcons, who, yes, it might seem like their season is done being three games below 500, but they're a game back of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they will host Tampa that final weekend of the season, although Tampa probably favored in that football game, Joe, and the Bucs got the win over the Falcons earlier on that second week of October. Atlanta's still very much in the running. And how decisive, Joe, could that rough-in-the-passer call on Grady Jarrett be on Tom Brady that gave the Falcons no chance to come back and win that football game against the Buccaneers? How decisive could that be? How impactful could it be if we get to the end of the regular season and there's an opportunity for Atlanta to win the division? More FFC up next as we turn our attention to college football bowl season. Stay with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. We are back live right here on FFC. It is the most wonderful time of the year. Not because the Christmas lights are out and your trees are up and the holiday season is on the horizon. It's because college football bowl season, Joseph Lisi, starts on Friday. And how juiced up are we? The Bahamas Bowl and the Cure Bowl. One of those games, Joe, a top 25 tilt. Let's start with the first game of 41 including the college football playoff this CFB Bowl season. The Bahamas Bowl, 11.30 a.m. Eastern time, the kick between UAB and Miami of Ohio. Joe, let me just set the scene briefly here before we dive into the actual breakdown of this game and what we might be looking out for come this college football bowl season. You're sitting down. It's Friday, December 16th. 
Maybe you're at work. Maybe you're taking your lunch break. You turn on the TV to look at a college football bowl game. You're freezing your tail off because you live somewhere in the country where it's super cold right now. We mentioned even L.A. is cold at this time of the year. Experience when that what they would consider their winter. You're cold. Your heat's on in your house. You're thinking about all the scarves and the hats and the mittens that you need to wear when you go outside. And you turn on the TV. And you're going to see a college football game played in the Bahamas with all the beautiful sights and sounds we can expect in the Bahamas Bowl, Joe. Like you always say, it's what it's all about, baby. (laughs) I love this bowl game. Now, they've had some years where it hasn't really lived up to expectations, right? But at the end of the day, what do you remember when you think of the Bahamas Bowl? Uh, Ben, you think of obviously Cooper Rush, the seven touchdowns left for dead and buried against Western Kentucky, and all of a sudden they score with no time left, and then they go for two and don't get it in one of the most memorable ball games that we have ever seen, right? So we get Mac, we get a little Conference USA, two blue-collar teams. I got to be honest with you, I'm still going to go to the over here. This is a game where I always lean to overs just because of the history of the bowl. And we know that UAB wants to run the football with your guy, Dwayne McBride, Dylan Hopkins. Oh, baby. Dylan Hopkins is a good quarterback, right? And we still have a, a, a pedestrian offense in Miami O, right? They run it for about a buck 40. They throw it for in the area of about 200. I still think there's going to be points here. I lean to UAB in this ball game, but give me the over in the matchup, and that's how I'm going to play it. I always lean this way in terms of the Bombers ball. I love it, Joe. I love it. And I hope Deuce or Deuce, Debo, the man they call Debo there, Dwayne McBride. I hope he adds up to getting us to this over. You said his name, and you fired me up. It should fire everybody up out there. The running back for UAB, again, the man known as Debo in Birmingham, Dwayne McBride, the nation's leading rusher this year in college football, Joe, in only 11 games for the Blazers. 1,713 yards on the ground, the most in all of college football. A buck 20 in 10 of the 11 games he played for the University of Alabama, Birmingham. The only game, Joe, he did not get to 120 yards, 34 against LSU, the second to last week of the regular season in college football. Fine, we'll excuse that because Miami of Ohio is not LSU, Joe, when it comes to defensive talent on that side of the ball. I don't know what the number is going to be for Debo, for Dwayne McBride, who also has 19 rushing scores, by the way. I know it's going to be 115 and a half, Joe, at the bare minimum, and we are still going to bet the over for Dwayne McBride in the first bowl game of the year to start with profitability. So maybe we'll do a little FFC parlay here, Joe, on Friday. We'll have Dwayne McBride going over his rushing yards total, maybe with an anytime TD score in there as well, because that's going to have heavy juice leading us with all those points in yards to an over from that perspective as well. Because, Joe, you're right, the total pretty light for the Bahama Bowl, or for the Bahamas Bowl, rather, at 44 and a half. So I like the way we're looking at the first game up on Friday. Yeah, I mean, that's the way I would go. Because here's, here's the biggest thing that you think about. UAB, they beat BYU last year in the bowl game. They're going to come to play, right? The bowl game means a lot for both of these teams. They're not just happy to be in the Bahamas. They actually want to play football. So I look to this game, obviously, when you get a light total, 44.5, that even though you look at Miami O, they're in the area of about 170 passing yards, not, not 200. But at the end of the day, they're a methodical offense. This is where you pull out all 
the stops to win the ball game, right? You don't just go pedestrian. You break tendency. There's turnovers. There's block kicks. There's specials. Now, I mean, we're not talking Army Navy, but we're not talking no. in the 60s either. I mean, 20, right. 28, 24, we get this bad boy. So at the end of the day, I think we could get it. The weather will play a factor as well. Second half, the heat could, could wear one of these teams down. And at the end of the yep. day, that can lead to chunk plays in this matchup. I love it, Joe. So let's go to the second game up on Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern time, the Cure Bowl, which I think is going to be a sensational game, Joe. It's a top 25 tilt now. Two teams that checked in in the final college football playoff rankings of the year. Troy, the champions out of the Sun Belt, an 11-2 football team, 24th in the country. UTSA, Joe, the champions out of Conference USA, ranked number 25 in the country, also an 11-win football team. Let's start with Troy, Joe. A 10-3 team against the spread, the third-best cover team in all of college football, going up against the Roadrunners, meep, meep, and a quarterback in Frank Harris that has been in college football for a long time and still will be, Joe. He has already declared he's coming back for his seventh season in 2023. It is going to be a great matchup. Just look at what the odds say. It's a point and a half in favor of Troy with an over-under at 55 in a hook, a competitive, potentially high score scoring football game, Joe Lisi. Yeah, possibly. Now, you know, Gunnar Watson and Troy on the other side. No, because I think in this matchup, the Cure Bowl, I, it's always inclined. You want to take the points with the Conference USA. But go back to the history. I mean, even back in the days, you know, in terms of when App State was there, uh, the favorites typically covered. This is a short line, right? And that's the one thing I think in a bowl matchup, when we're talking about teams, the other game is 10.5 in, in terms of UAB and, and Miami. Oh, this is a 1.5 point spread. I'm inclined to to lay it with the favorite. I think the more complete offense and defensive lines is Troy coming out of the Sun Belt. I think they're more battle-tested. Their front seven has only given up 117 rushing yards per game. So from that perspective, I still think they hold a significant advantage over still a more of a finesse team in terms of UTSA and Jeff Trailer. That's not to take away from Frank Harris. I know they've right. stepped up in recent years, but I think yeah. when you look at this bowl matchup compared to where they were a few years ago, right, they were catching double digits a couple of years ago with Sonora. Uh, I forget who they played. UL Lafayette. They covered that mm-hmm. line. This is a different animal with Troy. They basically have to win the ball game. I'm laying it with Troy. I think they dominate. I think they win anywhere from 7 to 13 points in this ball game. You wouldn't be wrong in thinking such a thing, Joe. Again, the third best cover team in the country, 10-3 and three against the spread for the Trojans out of Troy. Obviously, the champs in the Sun Belt. UTSA, Joe, because of their run through Conference USA, hasn't been booked as a dog since week number three against the Texas Longhorns. Only one other time this year. Their opener against Houston, that game goes to overtime, and that was a dandy of a football game to start off the first Saturday of this college football season. Frank Harris coming back for year number seven already holds 34 school records for Texas San Antonio he's going to add on to those numbers Joe a 71% completion percentage this year 3,865 passing yards 31 scores through the air 588 on the ground and nine more rushing touchdowns using his legs 40 combined touchdowns for Frank Harris the lefty this season for UTSA obviously a big feature Joe and one of the things that I love about this NIA era there's a lot that people might not enjoy if they're detractors of 
the name, image, and likeness time in college football. But the reason Frank Harris is coming back and not trying to test out the NFL waters most likely as an undrafted rookie quarterback trying to make a mini-camp roster, maybe get to OTAs, potentially a training camp invite. The reason he's coming back, Joe, he secured a new NIL deal to return to UTSA as the leader of the Roadrunners meet Meep. So that's what I love, Joe, in college football. You know I'm going to be saying meet Meep all the time as we get ready for Friday in the Cure Bowl. How about the first game up, Joe, on Saturday? Ah, man, I love this game so much. Early kick, 11 a.m. Eastern time in one of the most historic venues in all of American sports. We're shipping up to Boston, Joe Lisi. Fenway Park, the site of the Wasabi Fenway Bowl between Cincinnati and Louisville. Joe, the reason this game is exciting is not because of a one-point spread in favor of Louisville or the over-under at 40-and-a-half, a modest total by college football standards. The reason this game, Joe, has so many narratives and storylines going in is that Louisville's coach for 2022 was a man by the name of Scott Satterfield. There was some thought that maybe Scott Satterfield would get fired because Louisville started off the year struggling. Well, Scott Satterfield didn't get fired. He ended up leaving Louisville to become the new head coach at Cincinnati after Luke Fickle departed for Madison, Wisconsin to lead the Badgers football program. So Scott Satterfield, Joe, tied to both of these programs. And oh, yeah, because it's a football game played within a baseball stadium at Fenway Park in Beantown, there's only one sideline. The Bearcats and the Cards, Joe, are going to share the same sideline. Talk about keeping your enemies close. Uh, unbelievable. Now, Malik Cunningham is out for Louisville, as expected. Right. So we have two interim staffs. Brock Doman will take over in terms of the backup role. He's a junior. Has played pretty well for, for Malik Cunningham. Keep in mind, he got the victory in Charlottesville middle part of the year. I believe they were a four-and-a-half, five-point favorite in that ballgame. Wound up covering it against Brendan Armstrong in a big way by 17 points. But the biggest thing for me is... You look at Cincinnati, you think they're the more physical team, right? I don't know about that in terms of the defenses heading into this ballgame because you have Louisville that has 43 total sacks on the year, 36% third down defense, plus nine in turnover margin. They went toe-to-toe with some of the better teams in terms of the Atlantic. They they actually pushed Clemson before Malik Cunningham got hurt in the first half of that matchup. They went toe-to-toe with them, knocked off Sam Hartman, forced five turnovers, in that ballgame. So here's the thing. Which team and which staff do you buy more into? I got to go with Louisville right now. I, I, You know, even though people are buying into the Bearcats, I think the better defense is the Cardinals, and I think they stuff it right through Satterfield's face that's watching on the sidelines. And keep in mind, this game was supposed to be SMU Virginia last year, and they canceled it due to COVID. So I can't right. wait for this ballgame. I love bowl games in baseball stadiums. Yeah, you do, Joe Lisi. It will be an interesting game from that motivational standpoint, right? Louisville's new head coach is Jeff Brom. He returns home, the place that he played his college ball. Of course, Scott Satterfield is going to Cincinnati. He's not coaching in this game. I doubt he's on the sideline. Maybe he's somewhere around Fenway. He's going to be watching for sure. I don't know if he wants to be there. They asked him about it at his introductory Cincinnati press conference. He said, yeah. 
Not going to be on the sideline for that football game. It is part of the beauty of bowl season, in my estimation. Of course, Joe Ben Bryant, Cincinnati's leading passer this year. He replaced Des Ritter out for the season with a foot injury. It is Evan Prater, who will most likely be the starter for Cincy. No touchdown passes, one interception in his backup duty for Ben Bryant and the Bearcats this year. All part of the equations of bowl season. Who is available? Who is playing? What are the coaching staffs looking like? Like all of that stuff you need to add into your handicap that is very different than any other point throughout this college football season. We'll check in on one final college football bowl game to start off the opening weekend of bowl season on the other side of the break here on Football Full Circle as we get ready to round out the show. It is a game I can't wait for with very strong ATS trends to highlight in Viva Las Vegas, Oregon State, Florida. The preview up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Um. We are back for just a few more minutes here on Football Full Circle, live on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Joe Lisi, as we get ready for bowl season to start, 39 college football bowl games outside of the college football playoff. That makes it 41 with the two semifinal matchups that we have. Joe, first and foremost, as we often say, if people tell you there's too many bowl games, you don't need to be friends with those people. You can take them off your holiday list. You don't need to get them a gift this year in 2022. But, Lisi, one game I am excited by, Saturday afternoon in Las Vegas. It's the Las Vegas Bowl between Oregon State and Florida. The Beavs, Joe, a big, big component of how things played out in the Pac-12 this year. Jonathan Smith has turned around that program in Corvallis. They are the second best cover team in the country, 10-2 against the spread, 7-1 ATS as a favorite. They are laying 10.5 points against Florida. Bill and Napier getting the Gators, Joe, to a bowl game in his first year in the Swamp. Maybe not the expectation for Florida football, but still a strong statement from Billy Napier in his opening year. And Joe, as an underdog, the Gators this year, perfect. 5-0 and against the spread. How do you think this matchup breaks down? 
Yeah, that's what it comes down to. I mean, ten and a half points. I mean, for Billy Napier, that's unbelievable. He's been fantastic in terms of an underdog coach. I believe entering this year, he was something like nine and four, and now he's fourteen and four, dating back to twenty eighteen. The fact that Anthony Richardson is not there, I still think Florida has a speed perspective and advantage in this ball game. Still think they can run the football. And Oregon State, as good as they've been this year, they struggle with speed teams, and if they're forced to play from behind. That's always a cause of concern. Cooper Legault and Utah State caught them catching seven in that ball game in the bowl yeah. game last year. I'm taking Florida with the points. Ten and a half is way too much for an SEC caliber team. I would agree. Of course, I think the ten and a half point spread, Joe, is the fact that Anthony Richardson is declared for the NFL draft. He's not going to play in this football game, but there's a ton of talent on this Florida roster, and so I would keep an eye on a double-digit spread in favor of the Beavs. That does it for us today on Football Full Circle, but keep it locked to the Sports Grid Radio Network. The money line is up next. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.